Hello everyone, welcome back to the Game of Love. I'm your host, Jessica Smith. And I'm your co-host, Rashawn Sanchez. We are very excited about this episode because this is for all the ladies out there who prioritize their pleasure and for the ladies who want to infuse more pleasure into their lives. This episode is all about self-pleasuring, aka masturbation. Yes, it is. (laughs) And um, no better person to be discussing this topic with than you because you and I talk about it, I don't know, every day. I mean, constantly. It's not uncommon to get an audio message from one of us that's like, I just came so hard for myself. Like, it's not uncommon. And then it goes back into like, well, what did you watch? Link me to the video. What toy were you using? Like, let's talk about this, right? Like, wait, I want to I want to come so hard I can't see straight. Right? <laughs> um. So before we started recording, you know, we're here in the studio getting set up and our fabulous producer, Danny, is in here and, you know, he's, he's working way and we were talking about porn and I was talking about the porn I watched last night and we were laughing about the 15 second button (laughs) right when you get to the point you're like we get it girl I first of all respect take that cock deep down that throat I live for it but, but after... also after a few minutes of it, like, I get it. Like, we need a change up. I get it. And I am, I enjoy blowjobs and cocksucking and all of the deliciousness that comes with that. But I got maybe two minutes of watching it in me before I'm like, 15 seconds, 15, 15 seconds, 15, 15. I need something new. So we were cracking up in here um, uh, about the porn I watched last night and the 15 second you and I had yet another bonding experience over the 50 se- or 15 second button. Um The reason why I'm bringing this up is because not only is it funny, it's also that we are normalizing these topics. And that's why we're doing this show. That's why we're doing After Dark is to normalize talking about sex. And um, like Danny loves us. We love him. And, um, you know, he's a he's a great he's a great man. And I love that you know, the conversations are normal. Like there's no awkwardness when we're talking about it. It was just like, yeah, I had eggs for breakfast and I watched this gangbang last night. Right. And I love that Danny chimed in. He's like, I love the new Pornhub feature. So you like know which section you want to go to. And I was like, exactly. I'm just trying to get my nut here. I don't have 30 minutes to spare. Like I just need to get turned on enough so that I can go to like town on myself. Like I just need that. And maybe there's a specific thing I'm looking for in that moment. I, I, I do the same. Right? I do absolutely the same. Okay, so let's let's hop into this episode and um let's talk about some stats first, okay? Mm-hmm. Personally, um I think the stats are pretty sexy because they're very telling about what is going on in the world. So, um according to one of my sources, not only is there a gender gap, there is also an orgasm gap and masturbation gap. Can you believe this? It, I mean, like, it doesn't surprise me. Right? Because there's a huge stigma around masturbation in general. Yep. And especially women masturbating. And so this source says that men tend to masturbate 140 times per year. That averages um, 2.6 times per week. Now, here's where the gap is. Women 53 times a year that's not even that's not even two full months it's not even two full months and uh, 
it just breaks my heart. It does break. It breaks mine too, and I don't blame you because this is the your 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 ability to experience pleasure with even your partner I believe I feel very strongly relies on your ability to experience pleasure with yourself mm-hmm. and I'm a firm believer that I can't show a lover how to bring me pleasure if I don't know how to bring myself pleasure if I'm not familiar with my body and where it feels good versus where it doesn't and what I like and the pressure and the speed and it's it, it's such a freeing moment mm-hmm. really to be able to kind of disconnect yourself from your brain um, and really just kind of live in your body and in that pleasurable experience. And and in order to do so with a partner, you have to know how to do it with yourself. And so it breaks my heart to know that there's women out there who are walking around unsatisfied, yep. not living and, and dipping in pleasure, not, not embracing the full aspects of their femininity and what their bodies are capable of doing. Like, yep. wow, all of us, we should all be just coming 24 seven. All the time. Um, Yes, I agree with that. And giving some credit to the the men out there that are uh, doing their best to satisfy their female partners and also speaking to the women that are maybe struggling with their pleasure and orgasming and um, just want to talk about the female anatomy real quick that the the vulva, uh, you know, the that's the clinical term for the outside of the vagina. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, everything that you see is the vulva. It is very complicated and it it's so sensitive. Uh, you know, there's memes circul- circulating that say, um, and, and this is in textbooks as well, that, you know, we all know we've heard how sensitive the tip of a man's penis is, but the clit is double the amount of sensitivity and nerve endings. And so, um, you know, with that said, it's it's very sensitive. And also the sensations are very different around the the vulva and in the vagina as well. And I like my heart goes out to men that are really, really trying and they're just missing the mark a little bit. And to you guys, I I want to um, offer my condolences and my support. Even when I'm pleasuring myself, there's times that I'll be, I'll be off like a centimeter, a centi- a millimeter, a millimeter, <laughs> and you just like, think, and then it's like, oh my god, um, which so. is so beautiful to experience. Too, you're like, why isn't this feeling like it usually does? And you like adjust your hips and you move around a little bit, and then you're like, whoop, that's the spot. That's the spot. There she is. Exactly. Um, so so going back to um, the masturbation and orgasm gap, I knew at some point we would have to have this conversation because years ago, I think it was like two years ago, I used the Flow app and that is a, a cycle tracker app. And in the setup process, it asked a series of questions. And one of them was how often do you masturbate and i i'm gonna sneeze i'm so sorry you, you go ahead sneeze oh, I, I acknowledge it now it's gonna go away okay good sorry everybody <laughs> you're good you're good so the the thing asked me how many times you masturbate and it was a multiple choice and i i clicked every day because for me it's every, every day, day. And how many orgasms do you have? And I'm like, well, I have like at least seven a week, probably double that. Mm -hmm. And when it came to the results, 
I was in the top 3%. It, 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 for me, this is like commonplace. You know, I'm, I, this is part of my daily routine. Mm-hmm. And I also want to talk about the benefits and all that good stuff in a few minutes. But I was shocked that I just blew basically the world away. I'm not. I'm really not surprised. I mean, how often do you see people walking? Let's just let's take masturbation and orgasms out of it for just a moment. And let's just talk about pleasure in general, meaning doing things that you find pleasurable. Right. How often do we come across people and have these conversations where you catch up with a friend and you're like, oh, God, what have you been up to lately? I haven't seen you in a month. You know what's going on? And it's like, oh, you know, the kids are doing this and my husband's doing this and I'm doing this at my job and we've got these activities and we've got those activities. And it's like, no, what are you? What have you been up to? And it's like, oh, that's literally it. It's like, well, okay, so yes, taking care of our kids is pleasurable. Yes, doing seeing their activities and all of those things are really important. But I'm not hearing a single thing you're doing for yourself. You haven't had a massage. You haven't had a spa day. You haven't gotten a manicure. You haven't gotten your hair done. You haven't taken a walk in the park every day because you love being outside. You haven't gone for a hike or taken a trip. Like you haven't had a wine night with your girls in three months. Like finding like it's not just about orgasm. Like pleasure in our (laughs) existence is so incredibly important. But if we can't even commit ourselves to finding pleasure, just doing pleasurable things for ourselves in our day to day lives how how can we expect anybody to fucking make masturbating a priority, right? In this moment, I'm realizing that self-pleasure is an umbrella. Mm-hmm. And what falls under self-pleasure is orga- uh, I'm sorry, is masturbation. Absolutely. It's self-care and it's soul care. Absolutely. Yes. And you know, I I have my book here 21 days to feeling gorgeous. Finally love the skin you're in and be the badass goddess you're meant to be. And I talk about pleasure a lot and really what you said that it's it's not about the orgasm. It's not necessarily sexual. It's just enjoyment of life and uh-huh. of ourselves and yes, enjoyment of yourself. Like you're amazing. Yes. Whoever's listening to this in this moment, you are amazing. You are bringing untold amounts of joy and happiness and laughter and pleasure to the people in your lives. They love you. You are loved. I have no doubt about that at all. But if you're not loving yourself, if you're not pouring back into yourself, if you're not finding things that make you happy, that light you up, listen, dedicate yourself to your kids. I get it. It's important. But they're going to grow up and they're going to move away. Dedicate yourself to your husband. Get it. Or your partner. That's important. I understand that. They're going to have a life of their own. dedicate yourself to your friends to your family all of those things are fine but you have to take care of you if you're not you have to pour into that because you're no good to anybody and also also why are you choosing to live a joyless existence Mm. that's a choice you're making for yourself and for what for whom why are you martyring yourself? You're not getting out of this alive. Ooh. Make the fucking most of it, right? I know you just spoke to a lot of women. And we talk about this on other episodes that, you know, women have been conditioned and have also put themselves in a box of martyrdom. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I can't imagine the rates of burnout and adrenal fatigue and depression and anxiety because women are, are really just pushing themselves when really when they slip into their feminine when they're honoring themselves as a spirit being, as a goddess, as a person just worthy of love, the energy and the actions, the behavior is so much different and it's so loving. And really when we take time to pour into ourselves, we prioritize ourselves, when we love on ourselves, we're kind to ourselves, 
life is so much better, not only in those moments of pleasure, whatever it is, if it's a, if it's a nice bubble bath, you're a huge bath taker. Love it, love it, love it. Um, if it's, you know, using some toys, if it's getting a massage, if it's having cocktails with your girlfriends, you know, it just makes life better all the way around. And, um, you know, the, that expression, you, you can't give from an empty cup. You can't pour from an empty cup. And so many women are walking around with empty cups and they're trying to give to everyone. And they're just drained and depleted and, yes. and you got nothing left to give, which means you're not even giving your whole genuine, authentic self to the people that you feel mm-hmm. that need to be put ahead of yourself. They're not even getting all aspects of you. So now you're not now you're not only living authentically and genuinely in your own presence, but mm-hmm. now you're presenting yourself in a way that makes it seem like you're dedicated to others, but you have nothing to fucking give, which means you're angry, you're upset, you're short tempered, you're anxious, you're 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 exhausted you can't find the energy or the the drive to do anything even the most simplest of tasks yeah we have all been there oh yeah i've definitely been there mm-hmm. and the the opposite of that is something that i am amazing at it's it's who i am and what i embody you are this way our circle of friends are this way the the, the women in my world walk through this world with this radiant, gorgeous energy that has a zest for life. And we were excited and we're happy and we're relaxed. We're go with the flow and we're passionate. And really like all of our, our, our circle of friends, everywhere we go, people are drawn to us. Yeah. And that's not because of the way we look. I nope. mean, we're, we're hella fine, <laughs> hella fine, but it's not the way it's it's not it's not how we look it's not the aesthetics it's how we feel and we feel comfortable yeah like we are comfortable in our skin in our bodies and they are perfect they're imperfect all that good stuff we feel comfortable we feel this joy this bliss this happiness we're embracing life the the feminine energy is this this big vibrant i want everything i want to experience mm. i am the universe and i want to experience all the goodness that life has to offer. So when we are in this space, people just, they just, men, women, children, dogs, they just gravitate towards us. And we also have this welcoming energy, like, come here, we're fun, we're safe. Like, we go to the club. Yep. (laughs) Women are always flocking to to my group yeah let's go let's dance can we join you can we shake our asses with you guys can we follow you on instagram can we be friends and we're like fuck yeah let's be let's be friends are you willing to share in this energy with us because we are creating this energy so it can be shared so that we can make a giant difference to those we come into contact with and as you're saying all of that i'm like my skin is tingling and it was like it all felt so decadent and i i really feel very strongly that embracing the feminine and really choosing to live within that divine feminine and letting that be all that it is is a very decadent experience and you have to give yourself permission to feel that listen ladies i know we have all been there where we're like i have to be x i have to be quiet i have to be calm i have to be thoughtful i have to be intentional i have to be successful i have to be driven i have to be sexy i have to be pretty i have to be enticing i have to be loving i have to be caring i have to be compassionate like all the day it's like coming through us and i was sitting i was journaling the other night actually and i wrote this down just like free journaling and uh it came to me it was um 
They told me who I was before I had a chance to figure it out for myself. And that sat with me so heavy because I was thinking Mm. back to like being a little girl, right? And we're running and we're screaming at the top of our lungs and we're we're dancing and we're performing and we're putting Mm. on, we're just doing whatever felt so good to us, right? Like we're just living in that moment. And then you'd be told to act like a lady. Girls should be seen, not heard. Yep. Calm down. You're too much. You need to be quiet. You Mm -hmm. need to sit there quietly. You need to succeed. Focus on your studies. You need to be successful in life. Dress like this. Act like this. Mm -hmm. Talk like this. Are you going to wear that? What's with that hair? Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. and it starts coming to us from when we're little. And I'm not blaming anybody. This is a societal issue that we do. And it's like, at what point, at what point in our lives are we going to take a step back and say, I am none of those things. <laughs> I am bold and I'm vivacious and I'm loud and I'm obnoxious and I'm an op- I'm opinionated and I'm brilliant and I'm sexy and I'm passionate and I'm driven and I'm, I'm full of pleasure. Like at what point are we going to make that fucking decision for ourselves, right? Yep. Because it's like the more you push that feminine down, the more your light starts to go out, right? Oof, it's like yep. at a dimmer. You dim the feminine, you dim your light. You want to shine bright. You want to be a, shite, a bright, shiny fucking star Mm -hmm. as you walk through a room and heads turn not because you're wearing a designer dress or a great pair of heels but because you are just so confident in who you are and in your embodiment of the feminine Mm -hmm. you have to embrace it and you have to be willing to give up a certain level of control to do that because the feminine cannot be controlled I love everything you just said. I was, ooh, I was just hanging on your every word. Both of us are all chilly over here. I'm like, like, you talk now. (laughs) (laughs) You are so right. And for a lot of us, you know, we've had people tell us who we are and what we are. And, you know, we've, we've, you know, a lot of us have conformed. Some of us haven't. And it's so important to start peeling about the layers and asking, you know, what is true for me? And, you know, for some people, it's going to be this loud, vivacious. And for other people, it's like, no, I actually kind of want to be quiet and I want to be soft. And because, you know, there's some people that have been rebelling for most of their life and they just want to be they want to put on a nice little sundress and feel like they don't have to fucking fight everyone. You know, so there's a lot of different variations of how the feminine shows up. And when you were um, just speaking a moment ago, it reminded me um, Listen, my book is chocked full. Like it's a, basically all about self-pleasure. It's it's funny because I'm thinking about every chapter is, um, um, you know, we're having this conversation. I'm like, wow, it's really about pleasure. And, it is. And stepping into the feminine. And one of the chapters in here, I talk about every woman is a goddess. And I, I list different goddesses around the world. So anything from Hindu goddesses, from Nordic goddesses, Mayan um African goddesses. And my my reason for doing that is to show that every goddess has gifts, talents, powers, and they're all very different. And because I think sometimes when we think about the feminine or specifically goddesses, we a lot of times will think of like an Aphrodite, you know, like this you know, this is the certain look, right? Yep. The certain aesthetic look. And mm-hmm. like, it's we all about want to be the love goddess, the love goddess. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, there's goddesses of war, mm-hmm. of destruction, yep. like Kali, Durga. Um, there's there's uh, goddesses of crops and, um, you know, the ocean. And, you know, it's so it's so beautiful that when we start to look at ourselves as a goddess, our fellow 
women as goddesses, that we honor them for who they are and mm -hmm. what they are. Not everybody's walking around like Aphrodite. You know, some no. women are walking around as Athena or, you know. Well, and some days you're Aphrodite and some days you're Athena. Thank you for that. Right? Yes. And that's, I think that's like, you have to, I, I, <laughs> I have a tendency to tell people what they have to do. You have to <laughs> allow yourself. You have to give yourself permission to feel comfortable and confident in who you are today in this moment. You could be soft you could be and soft. gentle. You could be hard and edgy. You could be power person who's out there just like fighting all sorts of battles. Or you could be quiet and soft and just focused on internal growth and home and just in, in cozy. Like you have permission. Yep. You have permission from me to be whomever it is you feel like being today. And yep. so now give yourself permission to do the same thing, whatever that looks like for you. And that's where pleasure really starts is because you're you're making this decision of I'm going to be whomever I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put my I'm prioritizing this first. It's not about anybody yes. else. It's about me mm -hmm. and what I want to do and how I'm going to make that happen. Yes, we have other people to take care of. Of course we do. We're humans. We have people we love and care about. But fuck, why are you at the bottom of that list? Right? Well, we're not at the at the bottom of our we list. We are not. We are at the top of our list. <laughs> we are right there. And then there's like four or five spaces of nothing. And then other things come in. Because yep. I've got to take care of me. I can't do anything else if I don't. Yeah, I I am not a good friend, daughter, mother, businesswoman, human, if I'm not taking care of myself. Um, years ago, when I was teaching a lot of yoga, uh, I had a woman walk into my studio and she busts in the door. She was like in her early 20s. I mean, literally opens the door, like the door hits the wall and everybody stops and turns and looks at her. And she's like, I made it. And we're all like, hi. <laughs> She's like, I am here so I can be a better mother. She had, she had like a four-month-old baby at home. Mm. And we all stopped and just like held the space for her. Because, well, there are so many reasons, you know, the the intention that she had and the passion and the commitment to, you know, her, her motherhood and herself. Mm -hmm. She knew that she had to take care of her self in order for her to take care of everyone else and I love when you you gave permission and there's an allowance that I think a lot of people need to to hear in order to step into their their goddess their their feminine it's like no come mm -hmm. join us you don't have to be living by these societal constraints and what you've been told and taught and and you can ebb and flow because the feminine is about ebb and flow. Yeah. I mean, I was like having amazing fucking sex the other night with this guy and it was hot and it was passionate and fiery. And the next day I'm at your house in my sweatpants, no makeup on, messy hair with my head in your lap and you're just petting my hair and talking to me I was tired I didn't feel that great and then today I come in the studio and I'm you know dressed in all black I'm like I don't remember what you called me but I'm like you're my fierce little badass this morning I loved it I was like okay <laughs> okay okay sis look at you showing up like you're ready to fucking slay some dragons I'm thank here for you. it thank you and and that's that's what we do 
Oh my gosh. I am never the same person. (laughs) Never. I am every single day you're going to get some different version of me. And if I'm being completely honest, you will probably get multiple versions of me throughout any given day. Oh, heck yeah. I am never, it's never the same mood. It's never the same energy. I could be like living my best life, like messaging me like, I'm rocking out to Taylor Swift in my underwear in my living room. I got to witness that yesterday. Yes, you did. Uh, Which I'm big, big Swifty. Or two hours later, I could message a million tears. Yeah. Over what? I don't know. Something made me sad. I don't know. Like, it's not. And the, the really cool thing is this is this is a journey that I've been on for the last five years since I initiated six years um, since I initiated my divorce. I had to choose that I was worth more than what I was allowing. Mm. And yeah, that meant I had to blow up my life. And it meant I had to figure out who I was. And it meant I had to do a lot of internal work and a lot of spiritual and a lot of therapy. And I had to make a whole fuck ton of mistakes. And I had to like call out when I wasn't living with integrity or I wasn't living integrity or alignment with myself. Like I had to call these things out for myself because I know who I want to be and what I'm trying to embody. And it's really easy to slip back into old habits. It hasn't been easy. Oh, no. I mean, too, um, I I was divorced a few years before you, and that was the catalyst for me falling in love with myself, for me figuring out who I was. Because when yes. I got divorced and we, we went our separate ways, I went to the grocery store one day. I'm going through Whole Foods, and I'm just like not even thinking. I'm just filling my cart, and I stopped. And I looked in the cart, and I'm like, this is all food that I would get for my ex-husband. I'm like, do I even like this food? And I had this fucking mind-blowing moment that I'm like, what do I like? Who am I? And for me, that's when I made this declaration that I wasn't going to date or sleep with anyone for a year. And I took a year to fall in love with myself and date me. And so what that looked like for me was I started to, I, I got into therapy Amazing. Yes, that's a, that was a everybody, must. Everybody should have a therapist. Everybody should have a therapist. I um, I did the book Calling in the One, mm. and there's a lot of um, beautiful spiritual components to that, um, as well as um, tools that you can therapize yourself. And I like that. It's it was beautiful. It was it was very transformative for me, and I also took myself on a date every Friday night. I didn't have my kids on Fridays, so I had the house to myself. And when I first started dating myself, it was very awkward. My first date that I, I took myself on was I I love documentaries and I love you don't know this about me. This is this is a this weird is little thing. <laughs> this is so cool. I'm like, I don't know you love documentaries. <laughs> I had this obsession with Mount Everest. I have no desire to climb, to it, climb it. No. God. I have no desire to climb it, um, but I love the documentaries. And so anyway, (laughs) side note, um, there is a documentary at um, IMAX and I'm like, I'm going to go, honey, I was, it's so cute to look back at my old self and I'm like, oh, she was so precious. (laughs) I was borderline terrified to go to a movie by myself, to have people look at me like, oh my God, she's alone. She's worthless. Nobody wants to be with her. On a Friday night. On a Friday. Why doesn't she have a date? Loser. Right? L7 weenie. Right? (laughs) So that was date number one. 
<laughs> great. That sounds like a great first date. Great did you first... call yourself for a second? <laughs> I actually did. I kept dating myself. I stuck with it. And by date like 47, I went back to Whole Foods. I got some some ahi tuna mm. and like some avocado. Like I, I bought all the foods that I love. Went home, made myself an amazing gin and tonic, turned on the blues, took off my clothes, went into my kitchen and cooked myself some seared ahi tuna, buck-ass naked. Good for you. And I had so much fun. I felt so alive. I felt so in love with myself. Mm -hmm. I'm like... And and one of the things that I, I would frequently ask myself through that year was... How would I treat a partner if they were here? And that's how I'm going to treat me. See? Look at that. I was always pouring into someone else. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, no, no. No, no, no. We're pouring pouring into me now. And something else that I want to share that was really interesting about that year was... um, there there was a lot of transformations, of course. It was up until that point, it was the most powerful thing I have ever done for myself. And, and a lot of which uh, I include in my book. So for all the ladies listening, like it's right here. My tools are right here in this book. So something that was interesting, in the middle of the year, I hadn't dated, hadn't had sex. And I got coaxed out one night by my cousin. And... He's like, you have been working so hard. I had like this banging body at the time, like it, like everything I was like holding on for dear life and trying to do everything perfectly. So my my cousin, he, he takes me out one night and he's like, okay, we're going to go to this bar and you're going to have at least one drink. And I was like, okay. And he's like, you got to have one more. Like you got to quit being like all, you know, so like tightly wound. I'm like, okay. And then after drink number two, he's like, we're not leaving here until you dance with someone. Now, we were in Evergreen, Colorado. We were at Little Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Now, for those of you who are listening, uh, Little Bear is this adorable bar. It's kind of, it's like a Western biker bar. Um, It's it's fun. So the rodeo was in town. So my cousin says, we're not leaving here until you dance with one of these cowboys. So I could go on and tell the story of this night. But what happened was, um, the short version, is I decided that I was going to break my rule of celibacy for one night of pleasure. And I picked out my cowboy of choice. (laughs) God bless you, (laughs) Jesse. His name is Jesse. It was really cute. It was cute. And... um, I completely surrendered and enjoyed every fucking second with this man. Mm-hmm. And it was so beautiful. It was so satisfying. It, it, it's, it was exactly what I needed. So um, I'm transitioning us into uh, a, a different thing to, to talk about. So I had this amazing hot night, right? I go to the gym the next day and I was doing a lot of group workouts and they were with my closest friends. Now I walked in and all of my friends are like, whoa, 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 what is this vibe? Because I walk in like fucking glowing. Of course you do. It'd been a long time. A long time. And girl, 
I was so embarrassed and I felt like I couldn't tell my friends what I had, I had done. No. Because like having a one night stand for me was like, that was, that was slutty. That was inappropriate. That wasn't. And I, when they were asking what I did the night before, and I had these feelings of embarrassment and shame. Mm, shame. Shame. Shame on you for being how, such a hoe. How dare you have a good fucking time? How dare you go into a bar, meet a stranger, take him home, fuck him until literally the sun came up. And then I'm like, sir, you need to go. Mm-hmm. I felt shame. And I realized in that moment, I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. Because if, if any man in this world like he could do it and his boys would be high-fiving him and be like how was that pussy i don't know if the what the guys say but you know locker room talk right. not the men we date they don't engage they in don't, the locker room yes, talk yes. but there that's out there mm-hmm. it's out there and so i had this moment that i caught myself and i'm like no 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 we no no we there is no shame in this game sister no there is no shame in this and I had this powerful moment that I experienced all these emotions. And all of a sudden, I'm standing up. My friends were sitting down. And I'm like, I slept with the man all night long. Actually, I fucked him all night. And then I just like, whoosh, and I just let them. And they were like, fuck yes, girl, you deserve it. How was it? Da, 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 da. And from that point on, that's when, that's when there was no more shame. Nope. That's when I really stepped into my sexuality and my... Um, my uh, normalizing, uh, talking about sex and talking about, uh, you know, what was happening in my bedroom, what was happening in my thoughts, what was happening with my body. And that is, you know, it's just so important when we allow ourselves, when we give ourselves permission to really dive into our pleasure and prioritize it. And that's something you say all the time. And over like when COVID hit, mm-hmm. I had a lot of people that were suddenly, I don't know how or why I became like, not the authority on it, but people were asking me to talk on masturbation a lot and self-pleasure because, you know, people are held up in their houses and, you know, they needed they needed some loving. And they weren't dating. They couldn't go out, couldn't meet people. We were all trying to be safe and responsible. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, part of this show is to give you permission. If you need permission, if you've been locked up, if you have <laughs> unexpressed, if you've been holding back, this is your invitation. Mm-hmm. This is your invitation to step into your sexual power, to embrace it, to explore it, to enjoy it. Yeah, to figure out how your body works and what's going to light you up. And, and, and to really remember that through connecting in with your physical body, it helps you connect in with your soul as well. So it's a combination of the two. And I know for me, I have a tendency to be... Um, I will live in the cosmos, if you will. I will like separate my being from my body. And so I have to be very cognizant about grounding. And if you're a spiritual person, that makes sense to you. And if you're not, it's okay. Um, but I really have to be very conscious about like grounding myself. And one way to do that is to literally bring myself back into my body by connecting and feeling its ability to create and feel pleasure. Um, because why the fuck not? We have these bodies 
we are we're we're walking around this beautiful earth together in these amazing pieces of machinery that can do untold things the human body is fucking amazing and mm-hmm. mind-blowing to me and it has the ability to feel immense amounts of pleasure and it doesn't again like we were talking about earlier it doesn't even have to be that somebody's just like going to town on your clitoris right like a touch uh somebody who's got great energy standing close to you Mm -hmm. and like feeling the vibration and kind of the air like crackle between the two of you is fucking brilliant right Mm. it's a light like when uh, sometimes like a piece of my hair will like get caught on my neck and i'll go to move it and it'll just like gently brush in such a way that i'm like oh i like that it's like a little tingle Mm. because our bodies are magical right they're fucking amazing and so instead of running away or being scared of what our bodies can do it's like figure it out right it's like a fine-tuned machine or a car or a computer or whatever you want to equate that to like figure out how to use it figure out how to use this amazing piece of equipment that you're given and then let it bring you immense amounts of pleasure and this is the really cool thing that i've learned um through you know diving into pleasure and making it a priority in my life is i'm happier when I'm doing <laughs> things for myself, when I'm making myself feel good, when I'm touching myself, when I'm exploring mm. my body, when I am having multiple orgasms, I'm a happier person. Uh, yes. Just in general. <laughs> yes. I'm not as cranky. I'm not as anxious. I'm not as stressed out. I Like nothing can get to me. Yep. It's like it puts this like safe little barrier around me of like, hey, we're going to knock all this bad shit off of you and it's okay. You don't even have to worry about it. It's like just, just enjoy you. Just make it happen. Feel it great. Seriously. And you said earlier, in addition to giving everybody permission, which I think is really great, but you said this word and this keeps popping up for me in so many things. You have to decide. And you use the word decide as well. And it's so important that if you are going to do this for yourself, if you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I want to walk through my life in pleasure. I want to be an energetic magnet to, to new people and send out good vibes and positivity wherever I go. You have to decide that you're worth that. And then you have to decide to take action on it. That's right. You have to make that decision. And the really cool thing is, is once you decide, once you declare that, it's really, really, really easy to fucking do it. It, it. it is. And you walked us through this a moment ago that it's enjoying life. It's being present. It's to feel what your sweater feels like on your skin. It's, it's the feeling of getting in the shower and that water hitting you and going, oh. Mm-hmm. It's taking a sip of your favorite latte and like, oh, that's so good. It's seeing a, an older couple holding hands and walking in the park. Nothing gets me closer. <laughs> Nothing makes my heart swell like that. <laughs> right? Hearing a little child giggle. Mm-hmm. Or run past you. Run past you. It's having a dog lick your face. It's being present in this world and living intentionally and enjoying it and going back to the feminine the feminine craves that we want to experience all that there is all the joy and the beauty and and so going back to that decision deciding to live a pleasure-filled life it doesn't start i mean it can start with orgasm of course it, it can. can it can finish with, it orgasm. Can finish with an orgasm right <laughs> To live a pleasure-filled life, it's about all aspects of your life. And that's something that is beautiful about our circle of friends because we do that. I mean, like our girl Marina, I mean, how like how amazing is she that we will be someplace? And she like the other night when we were celebrating your birthday, 
she just gets up in the middle of Ocean Prime and she just starts singing. <laughs> and she just like she starts dancing a little bit. And there's this yeah, there's this element of like she doesn't give a fuck. Like we don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck. We're not gonna like no nope. don't we don't need your judgment or you know, blah blah blah. Mm-mm. It's also this this zest for life. Yeah. This passion, enthusiasm, and living full out. Yes. Because if you're gonna fucking be here, <laughs> fucking be here. Mm-hmm. Choose this. Yeah. Listen, you can do whatever your heart desires. Whatever makes you feel good. You have unlimited choices in this existence. If you're sitting here listening to this and you're like, I'm not living a pleasure-filled life. I'm not taking care of myself. Guess what? Guess what you're going to do when you're done, when it's done? You're going to turn it off. You're going to make a decision and a choice for yourself and you're going to choose something different because you can. Yep. You can choose anything and and choosing to live joyously without concern about what other people think is the most freeing thing you can do for yourself and surround yourself with people who are not going to care that you're standing up in the middle of Ocean Prime and singing and dancing. They're going to jive right along with you. And you want to know what all the tables around us did? They laughed. They cheered her on. They were encouraging. (laughs) Everyone was having a good time. And that's it right there because your joy spreads. Your joy spreads. It makes me verklempt to, to have this conversation. There's been so many times that I just feel this conversation so much. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. I love that you gave that call to action too. Like yeah. make this decision. And this is something that I do with my clients. I have them do a self-pleasure, self-care, soul care, which is very different. Um, just a quick touch on that real quick. Um, self-care, a lot of times, um, it's 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 maintenance. <laughs> you know, it's like, it is maintenance. And like, we're kind of high maintenance around here, especially me. Um, I mean, I get a two hour facial every two weeks. As you should. Thank you. I get my lashes done. I get my nails done. You know, you get your hair done. Hair, yes. You're intentional about the things that you choose to wear and put on your body. Yes. Mm-hmm. All of that. So that is considered self care. When I get that, when I get some of those things done, like, I don't know about you, when I get my nails done, I don't walk out of there. Like, I feel pretty, but I don't feel rejuvenated. And that's when I was writing my my book, that's when I realized the difference between self-care and soul care. Yeah. That self-care, a lot of times it's maintenance and um, it can feel good and be pleasurable, but there's an, another level that's, that's soul care. And that soul care... Um, it can come in those moments of, of, of self-care, but a lot of times it has a different energy to it. Um, for example, you and I have very similar spiritual practices. We do. Um, we, we pull cards. Uh, we used the pendulum together yesterday. We did. That was super magical. God damn. It was Fuck so it. amazing. <laughs> um, Magic was strong. Strong. Like, we know who we're marrying. Oh, um, all, when? all the questions were answered. And we're not talking like a little yes. I'm talking like full on like, <laughs> would you stop asking the same fucking questions? Because we're tired of telling you what's happening. Oh, God. It was so great. So great. Um, even um, like a few weeks ago, uh, our circle of people, my mom, Marina, daughter, my daughter, uh, we all went to our favorite metaphysical, metaphysical bookstore and we all picked out things. And so that soul care is so important too, that you have to take care of you deep down. Yeah. And that could be doing inner child work. It could be chanting. It could be yoga. It could be praying. 
Mm. You know, there's a multitude of things. So, you know, part of that decision making of stepping into your power, stepping into your pleasure, prioritizing all of that is to be conscious about the things you're choosing to do and look at them in in those two categories. You know, mm-hmm. what is what is the self-care? You know, okay, that's good. I have that. I have that. And what are you doing to care for your soul? Yep. Huge. It, it's imperative because you can't have one without the other. Yeah. So if all you're worried about is the self-care situation, and I know we talk a lot about like self-care is more than like a spa day or it's more than whatever. And it, and it is. Self-care is a walk in the park. Self-care is all of the beautiful maintenance things that we do for ourselves so that we feel beautiful in our skin and we feel comfortable and confident. Um, but the soul care is so imperative. And I love that you bring that up and you gave so many beautiful examples because it's it, it really is the pinnacle of deciding that you and your pleasures are the main priority and mm-hmm. that whatever that looks like for you, you don't care what other people think. It could be going to documentaries by yourself <laughs> and watching them on a big screen and really enjoying that experience. It could be reading an amazing book. It could be every single night, no matter what, I take a bubble bath. I use expensive ass bubble bath and I light beautiful candles and I put my AirPods in and I listen to great music and I just lay there and I just soak and I just be and I don't let I don't let thoughts come in my mind I'm not trying to meditate I'm just trying to like vibe on the music Mm. and kind of like reset the day whether it was good or bad is irrelevant right it's just a reset and it allows me to take a little bit of time for myself yep to disconnect from the day yep connect back in with me yep before I get out of the bathtub do all of my skincare routine and crawl into my bed all cuddly and snug with my blankies like I'm not it's just something that's so incredibly important and when I don't do it when I don't have time for it and I don't make time for it, I notice a absolute difference in how I sleep and how yep. I present myself the next day because it takes care of and it nourishes my soul. And it's nothing more than just darkness and good music. And you can make it your own. Mm-hmm. You can make your soul care practice, your spiritual practice, make it up, whatever it is. You can, you can. No judgment here. No judgment. We don't care. And that I, I love that you, you know, talk about your, your nightly routine. Cause I have a morning and a night routine. Every night I take a shower and I pleasure myself. And that makes the biggest difference. And in the morning I pull cards, I have coffee and, and I like sit cuddly. I have coffee. I will pray and give thanks and message you and my mom and Vika and like well my circle my my mm-hmm. goddess circle and pull cards light some sage all that good stuff and you're right it makes the biggest difference so um ladies we implore you to bring ritual into your life yeah just bring ritual into your life my whole body just lit up on that that was amazing bring ritual into your life so along that line along that train of thought i can see i can see i can see the twinkle in your eye i know where you're going you know where i'm going so Uh we've talked about all of the beautiful ways you can experience pleasure right yes and why it's important but let's really truly talk about what we're really here to dig into which is (laughs) masturbation and self-pleasure it is finding your pleasure it is experiencing whatever that looks like for you and we always 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 want to preface here it is okay to not have an orgasm an orgasm does not have to be your end game there is no shame in that do not worry about it it is about the experience we're going to use the word orgasm we're going to talk about coming but know that if you are somebody who's like you're just orgasm is not your thing or you struggle to reach it or you're still trying to figure out how to make that happen for yourself hopefully this conversation will help but it's okay 
it is okay. And um, if you are someone that is experiencing maybe some sexual difficulties that you don't orgasm easily, maybe you've never reached orgasm, you're not alone. No, you're not. You guys, I... What was the orgasm stats? I don't think you shared those. The, um, the difference between orgasms with men and women. Um. Well, I, I covered the, the, uh, the gap of them. And that was, I mean, men really have, um, gosh, double the orgasms that we have. That, that women do, which, which isn't surprising. Rem sex is over when the man comes. Right. How many times was that fucking shit fed to us? Right. <laughs> and now I'm going to get angry. Seriously. <laughs> I'm too soft today for that. Well, um, you know, just, just know if you're, if you're in that, that boat, if you're experiencing, um, you know, just challenges in that arena, you are not alone. You guys, I've been in the business for over a decade working with women to step into their power, to step into their femininity. I have heard, it gives me chills. I have heard so many stories. Uh, it's really I've heard a lot. Yeah. And there's a lot, and there could be a million and one reasons as to why that's happening. That's right. You know, it's psychological. You could have trauma. Uh, it could yep. be, it could be just trying to really figure out how your body works and what you enjoy versus what you don't. And listen, we're always here for you. You can always DM us if you need any suggestions, if you're looking for anything, but also like no shame. No Seek shame. professional help. Spend the time to enjoy and experience yourself and know an orgasm is not the end all be all. So, yes. And speaking of orgasms, um, we are going to have a full on episode of After Dark that we're going to be talking about the female orgasm. Um, we're working on this right now. We're so excited. Uh, it's going to be amazing. God. Ooh, ooh, ooh. there's a lot to talk about there so i just want to just uh <laughs> let you know a little sneak peek that's gonna be to come put a little <clears> pin <throat> in that one that is coming <laughs> in the next couple of weeks we can't wait for that one yes okay so let's talk about let's talk about masturbation yeah first of all i gotta say i fucking hate that word like no, it's not even cute masturbation masturbation mm -hmm. um ugh. um i i heard we don't have to go down this rabbit hole but just to just a comment on this. I heard um, somewhere that there are certain sexual words that when they were created, they made them kind of ugly names in order to cast shame on that. So <laughs> masturbation is an ugly word because they were trying to, but they, Who's whomever they? they, whomever they were, whoever they, what, they were trying to cast a, a negative tone to it. So anyway, fuck that word, but we're going to use it right now. Let's talk about masturbation. Um, Something that I love about us, and I'm going to go back to the very start of this episode, is we prioritize our pleasure. Yes, we do. And uh, we share our sexual experiences and pleasure with each other. Um, as far as like, like, hey, I want to, I want to share this with you. Like, you told me a story. Um, or you shared with me a few weeks ago how you masturbated different one day. Mm -hmm. So we can talk about that. Yeah. Um, so. For us, it's a big deal. Masturbating is a big deal for us. It's a big deal for me. Like I yeah. said, I do it at least once a day. And the reason why I do it, well, it's multifaceted. Number one, it just feels fucking good. It really does. <laughs> it really well, yeah, does. It does. And for me, it's also energetic and medicinal. Oof. Yeah. It is medicine for me. Mm -hmm. It is medicine when um, I am feeling really low energy 
And I know if I have an orgasm, it'll like, ah, I'll tend to be refreshed. Yep. Sometimes when um, I'm feeling exhausted, I use it as medicine to calm me so then I can fall asleep. Um, I'll use it to clear my thoughts because I'll orgasm and then I'll be like, whoa, okay, I can like think clearly now. Now I can get some work done. Hell yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, uh, I, I would love to hear how, why, why do you masturbate? Oh, yeah. I'd love to hear that. Absolutely. Well, it's definitely pleasure for sure. I, I'm a very, very, very sexual person. Um, and I'm a woman who at this current moment in my life is dating very intentionally. Um, I am ready for my partner and I'm looking for a man that I can really spend my life with. And that means I have to take a little bit of a step back from the sexual aspects of a relationship as I'm getting to know somebody. And it's not because I have any type of, I have fucked on plenty of first dates and lived my best sexual life. I I enjoy it. But I will use sex as a tool to avoid opening up emotionally. So I will create sexual intimacy to avoid emotional intimacy. That's something I know about myself. So while dating intentionally, um, that means I need to spend a little bit of time getting to know somebody and, and being vulnerable and letting them know me before I dive into that aspect of the relationship. So it's all about releasing that sexual energy for me, which is really, really important. Mm -hmm. Um, But it also allows me to turn my brain off. I have a very active, engaged mind. Um, I'm receiving like a lot of different messages and thoughts. And it's like it's it's there's like a hamster in my brain and it never stops (laughs) running. So that helps me to kind of decompress and clear my mind, like you said, which is really important. Um, And then I like to use it as a as an energy connector. So I will. I will cast when I come. I will manifest. I will set intentions. Mm. I will call in the goddesses. I will um, ask for the things that I need in my life. I will ask for clarity. I will ask for for comfort. I will ask for success. I will ask for love. Like it just, it creates this beautiful moment and connection with myself and the universe as a whole. Um, And it's such a beautiful experience. Um, I also use it to like if I have like a man on my mind that I really want to spend time with or I'm really thinking about, um, I will create, I will use this as an opportunity to create really beautiful fantasies between the two of us. Oh, yes. Um, and almost create like a manifestation of what we're going to do and be an experience. And I've actually had multiple times where then I've ended up with that person and we've been sleeping together and I'm like, oh. <gasps> I totally thought this scenario up. This is amazing. Uh, that's sex magic right there. Yeah, it's pretty fucking awesome when it when it works out and it happens God. and the energy's all there and I can recreate it. And that's that's magical. So for me, it's really about reminding myself I'm not I'm not just a mom, mm-hmm. right? I'm not just a, an entrepreneur. I'm not just all these titles that like people give us the things that we are. I'm a woman. Yep. I'm a feminine woman and I am I am chaos and I am emotional and I am intelligent and I am brilliant and it just makes me feel unfucking stoppable. Mm, girl, same. Right? Same. Like just pure power. Oh, I love that so much. So much. Yeah. Makes me feel strong. Makes me feel strong and powerful. And a great manifestation tool, going back to the sex magic, that I was taught by a mentor that while you're masturbating you can you envision what you want mm-hmm. so you let that theater of the mind play out it could be a sexual fantasy that you want to have with someone it could be the wealth that you want to create in your life it could be a um whatever whatever dreams and hopes and desires that you have you can think about it um, while you're masturbating and right 
after you come like that second right like you hit that peak and it starts to dissipate and you just have that like euphoric kind of like floating yes then that's when you hold that vision Mm -hmm. and you just hold it in your mind's eye and so if you're looking to call in your partner you're looking to get married you're looking to take a new step in your career yes call some new money in like any just hold it because what you're doing in that moment as you're coming back down is every fiber of your being every nerve ending every cell in your body is experiencing immense pleasure in that moment and so by tying that feeling to that image you're creating the same type of energy around that that by create by getting that image by creating that now you're going to feel that same type of pleasure and so you're just it's a it's very spiritual but it's also a very psychological thing absolutely and now you're driven and you're working and you're working towards that because it becomes real That's and you right. know it's going to feel it's like you're you're telling yourself like when i get this it's going to feel this fucking good that's right powerful so that is a great exercise for us all to do i'm going to do it today myself um i know i was just thinking about that i'm like i didn't masturbate this morning i wonder if i have time i've got quite the day <laughs> i was thinking the same thing i'm like i really should have spent some time with myself this morning um so it's funny sex in the city the the new um series just came out this week and um i think it's really just apropos as far as the the timing goes that Back in the day when I watched Sex and the City, I felt like I was very C- Carrie Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. And as I sh- as I shifted, as you know, the the feminine as the goddess, I I went from this goddess energy to this one. I went from Carrie Bradshaw to Samantha Jones. Mm. I wanted that vibe, and um, around the time that I had the declaration of my one night stand and the got rid of the shame and started stepping into that. I started adopting a Samantha Jones mentality and lifestyle. That's when I started taking on lovers. That's when I started prioritizing my pleasure. And I'm like, no, no, sir. I'm getting off first and several times. Several times. Several times. And that that energy is really powerful. I also, I've been called to share this. um, This has come to me a lot this last week. something one of my mentors shared with me several years ago when I was learning the art of having a lover and I was I had I was in session with her one day and I was complaining about bad sex I had with the guy and she's like why are you complaining about it and I'm like well it just sucked like it was just like it wasn't good sex and he didn't do this and he didn't do that and she's like darling good sex is your priority it is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Good sex is your responsibility. And I was fucking blown away. I'm like, no, no, because no. in my head, it was my partner's responsibility to be skilled, mm-hmm. to be intuitive, to be expressive, passionate. You know, I could go on for, on you know, and on, on and, and on. on. And she went like, Nasus, no, no. You need to take responsibility for your sexual satisfaction. Yes, you do. It's your, listen. Should your partner care? Of course. Should he be working towards it? Absolutely. For sure. Those are a given. Yep. But if you're not communicating, fuck if you don't know. If you don't know. What your body likes and how to turn you on and what's going to feel good versus what isn't. How are you supposed to direct him? Right. Really. Like, how are you supposed to direct him? He's like a pilot flying a freaking 
airplane, a commercial airliner that he's never flown before, <laughs> and you got to get him off the fucking ground. So, like, are you going to just be, like, lazily be like, yeah, head that way? Or are you going to give this man actual directions to get this plane off the ground? Or this person? Because all Volvo owners, I mean, all, all people, all pleasures, all satisfactions are great. But uh, it's like you, if you don't take responsibility for your own pleasure, nobody else is going to. Yep. And this is where the art of masturbation really comes into play. It's not, I think sometimes it can get, we can get into this thought process of like, okay, I'm going to masturbate. So I'm just going to like break up my vibrator really quick, throw it on my clit. I'm going to come in two minutes and I'm going to move on with my life. And that's fine if that's all you have time for and you're just trying to knock one out real quick, full support. Yeah. But self-pleasure is an experience. Think mm-hmm. about, I, I like to use it to figure out how I like to be turned on. Mm. Do, do I like soft, sexy lingerie and candles lit? What type of music gets me going the most? What can I put in my headphones or what can I turn on? Um, am I in more of like a raunchy, dirty move so I'm going to watch some really like great porn and just like go to town on myself or am I going to spend time like touching and exploring my body and running my fingers over my skin and playing Mm. with myself in different areas like this is an opportunity to really figure out what's going to turn you on I love that give yourself permission to explore yes this is an experience this doesn't have to be an in and out yeah make love to yourself make love to yourself girl uh there was one day we were talking and uh you're like oh i i had such a great orgasm last night i was listening uh what were you listening to i think it was uh like billy eilish yeah um you should see me in a crown i just got chills yeah and you're like oh my god you know you're like i had my airpods in it was on full blast and And repeat repeat and i uh, that was beautiful and and that again going back to the point of this show it's to normalize these conversations because you share something with me I hear something from someone else and then I'm like oh that's interesting I'm gonna try that out I say something people are like I've never done that before I'm gonna try that I'm gonna try that and then it just adds to our repertoire of satisfaction and enjoyment adventure and pleasure um <laughs> uh we were talking about this the other day and it cracks me up that we make a spectacle of our self-pleasure and our <laughs> masturbation. We really do. It's like <laughs> a big deal. You know, you I have put more time and care into fucking myself than I do <laughs> fucking a partner. <laughs> what? I'm like, let me like have some mood. I'm going to get a glass of champagne, a little wine, a little music, light some candles. <laughs> oh my God. I will put lingerie on by myself. Yes. I, you know me, I love to dance. I love to twerk. So I will literally do a, like a strip tease and like I will. All for you. Uh, all for me. I will like in front of, um, in front of my mirror, I will just sit there and twerk and I just dance like a stripper mm-hmm. and it's so hot and it's so fun. And, you know, there's just, it, you feel powerful. You feel sexy. It, it infuses these very beautiful, powerful feminine emotions. And then, you know, it's just, it's so fun to be able to pleasure ourselves. And I feel like you have something to say. Oh, well, I was going to add in that um, when you're doing that, the more you do that, the more you commit to that, that energy that you're creating when you're doing that for yourself, it starts to live inside you at all times. So now it's not even a situation where you're having to create this energy or to call it out. 
it's just who you are. God, I love that you said that because sometimes, you know, women have difficulty stepping into their feminine. I mean, that's the reason why I started my private practice. I know. Thank God you did. Thank you. And it was because so many women were having a really hard time feeling and stepping into their femininity. They wanted to feel sexy. They wanted to feel feminine. They're living in a very masculine world and it and it can be very challenging. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said that. So for the for the women who are struggling or for the women that are just you know feeling called to be more feminine and to step into their their goddesshood that when you do take these steps you do start to embody it and it might be a challenge it might be you know you might feel many different things at the beginning but just like anything else you stick to it and then it becomes who you are it's an embodiment so then you don't have to be like uh, it's not a matter of prioritizing like you know we're no. we're not you know, forcing ourselves to go through like a uh, doing mirror work or, you know, putting, um, you know, exploring our vulva for the first time, you know, or mm-hmm. and, you know, there there's just different levels to it. And to your point, you stick with it and it becomes who you are that you it, it becomes second nature. Now I'm Samantha Jones through and through. Completely. And well, while eight years still ago, calling no. in the love that Car- that Carrie Bradshaw was so passionate about. Yeah, because you can be both. You can be all, and we are all. We are all. I mean, really, it's so funny because yeah, thinking back to the Carrie Bradshaw, I was like, oh my god, I'm Carrie. I would never be Miranda. I would never be Charlotte. I never would be. And now I'm like, fuck, I am all of them. Like yeah. right now, I'm so Miranda. So fucking Miranda right now. And then by the evening, I'm like, oh, and Samantha Jones is here. here. Oh, it's five o'clock. Samantha's out. (laughs) And then there's times that I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so Charlotte because I'm like, uh, I love commitment and I I love to be able to be with my partner and family. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and, you know, I love that, too. So really, it's it's funny to look at those archetypes now and be like, oh, my God, I'm I'm all all of these women. (laughs) I'm all of these women. You know, it came to me the other day. Actually, this was funny. Um. You're just making reminding me of this, and I think it's important in this moment. You know, we'll hear like, "Oh, you're not like other women. You're not like other girls, right?" And we're supposed to receive that as a compliment, and it's not because it's women are amazing. There's not a woman in my life that I know that I don't love and appreciate and respect something about them, whether we're close or not. And uh, going through massive amounts of change and spiritual growth and doing all the things that we do to just like level up and evolve throughout our lives. There's a there's a part of you that has to like break yourself down a little bit and then rebuild. Right. And uh, this came to me the other day when I was honoring everybody who showed up for my birthday and the amazing week that we all had. And it was when I couldn't when I when I chose to finally live, I put myself back together with the threads of your love of my sisters, these women who surrounded me. And it. I put that, I wrote that, and I didn't finish the rest of the thought, but which was, I'm entirely made up of these women who surround me. I am little tiny pieces of every single one of them, and they're infused in me, and they live inside me. And so this, like, commitment to my own pleasure, I know, infuses the women around me to allow them to give themselves permission to their own pleasure as well. And I know it can be uncomfortable to talk about and to think about, and I know it can be a little bit scary, but, like... I I believe so strongly that like our bliss lives on the other side of our comfort. So just like put yourself in uncomfortable situations, put yourself into things that don't feel right. Do mirror work. If you're unsure about what, what your vulva really looks like, understand and explore, touch yourself in front of the mirror. And so you can see what feels good versus what doesn't, because then you can guide a lover. 
right? And then you know, and it's like, I know it's uncomfortable. I know. I know it's uncomfortable. We've all been there, right? Nobody wants to sit down at the dinner table and talk about masturbation with grandma, but in all honesty, probably should. Probably should. I mean, like, Graham's what works for you. I want to know, right? I mean, it's like, <laughs> uh, I know she, well, she's kind of like our, 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 fairy sexual godmother like dr ruth you know how many nuggets of wisdom did that woman share with us like my one of my favorites is like when she's like you got to spit on the dick when you're sucking it you need you you, you gotta saliva. spit on the dick you need you need saliva you need so you know um i i i love that you shared that i mean it makes me like it, it moves me to to hear you say that and really the the feminine needs that feminine connection and yes. that was a huge key to well, to my life as well think about that in the story that you shared mm. you walked into that room feeling shame and embarrassment thinking yeah. i shouldn't tell these people this I, I can't let them know what i did even though it brought you immense amounts of bliss and pleasure and healing yeah massive amounts of healing after the divorce and you were scared and terrified and they were like you know what i'm just going to say it and what were you met with encouragement encouragement support, support. Love <laughs> women yep. who are like, fuck, yeah, you did that. And you're going to do it again. And you're going to do it again. And you're going to do it again. And so it's like, I think we let ourselves think that like, we have to be like prudish and not talk about these things. And they're very hush hush and behind closed doors. But Jesus Christ, like, I want to know that you're experiencing pleasure because I love you. And if you're not, yep. then like, let's make that shit happen. What do you need? Let's try. What toys have you tried? Right. What experiences? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about this because your happiness is my happiness. Right. And, um, when uh, there's just something about intimacy with friends and our fellow goddesses. I mean, we live it. I mean, like my friends are one of the most important parts of my life. And we talk about this all the time when we're, um, when we're together in our daily lives, something that, um, for me that I, I saw uh, years ago, I lived in Argentina and in Buenos Aires. Um, and it's a very romantic city. Um, very beautiful city. I lived there for a year and something that was really gorgeous. It's customary. It's normal for women to hold hands when they're together and, um, they don't hug when they greet, like hugging is not a thing. They kiss on the right cheek. So you, you like you and I walk up to each other in the morning. We don't hug, we kiss. Uh, you meet someone, you kiss, like you, like in business meetings, you kiss, I love you shake that. hands and you kiss. So beautiful. And so going back to the women, it would be normal for two friends, two female friends, 37 years old. I just picked a number. Okay. It could be anywhere from two years old to 102. Okay. Mm -hmm. To hold hands and walk down the street. And to me, when I for when I lived there and I saw this, I was like, Miss, you know, American, like, oh, that is weird. <laughs> and when I got like, I, the, you talked about the awkwardness mm -hmm. and being uncomfortable. When I finally questioned my discomfort and why I was like, oh, I was like, oh my god, I want that. I I I didn't even have that kind of int intimacy with my mother, right? And so I started pushing that envelope and making it a priority to be more intimate in a platonic yet very very deep level with my friends and um also a couple things if you are interested in uh, cultivating these type of deep friendships um one of my favorite books actually i have two favorite books 
uh, The Dove Keepers by Alison Hoffman and The Red Tent. The Red Tent is like my all-time favorite book. It's biblical. Um, I, I am not religious, yet the, um, the, the story is amazing and it's so beautiful. And uh, just to really touch on the concept, it's so powerful that that they were really sister wives. It was a group of women mm-hmm. all married to the same men. And there was a red, a physical red tent and they all bled at the same time. And they would go into the tent during moon time and they would bleed together and they would do rituals. They would hold each other. They would bathe each other. They would laugh. They would cry. They would rage. They would do all the things and they did it together. It makes me emotional to like, because it's beautiful. And we've lost such a massively huge aspect of that in our day-to-day existence. And we don't make that a priority. Yes. And when you bring that back into your life, the ritual, the camaraderie, the bonds with your fellow women, mm-hmm. it'll unlock something in you that's pure magic. Pure, literally, it will change every aspect of your life. Embodiment of the feminine and embracing that fully and surrounding yourself by it encouraging it oh you guys like I'm not it's not even something you can fully explain it's really something you have to experience but it will change every single aspect of your life you know this episode could be like Joe Rogan style three hours like I feel like we just barely scratch barely scratch the surface we're gonna have to have a self-pleasure part two because I want to dig in a little bit further in terms of how to create a mood and an environment for yourself how to honor yourself in this process how to prioritize your pleasure let's take the self-pleasure and put it into actual relationships so we may do a part two for you guys let's do a part two I love that and I love you and I love the show We're sending all of our love out to you guys as well. Thank you for being here. We love you guys so much. Thanks for listening and giving us this opportunity. Keep sending us your notes. We want to know what you want to hear about, what you want to talk about. And honestly, like, give us all your self-pleasure tips as well, because we are putting these together. We are going to be sharing these tips out to our community as a whole. And we just, you know, we've got over 100,000 followers on Instagram between all of us. So it's like, let's do this. Let's make this happen. Let's talk to people about this. Let's share some fucking good shit. Let's share some good shit and let's let's schedule a self-pleasure part two absolutely we gotta we gotta keep going deep yeah we do hey uh thank you again for being here (sighs) until next time get out there and love each other 